What's in the box? Presented by Sure It'll Be Grand. And welcome back, everybody, to What's on the Box. This time with Andor, uh, David and I are back at it again for this week's. Uh, sorry for being a bit late. Um, half my face was the size of um, a mountain this week. So we couldn't record. It was an allergic reaction or something. It's fine. I'm not dead yet. Um, but yeah. Uh, hello, David. Hello, hello. And I'm glad to see you are here and able to record today. And my face is not even that swollen. There's a little bit of a bruise I there. You might notice, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but you look good. You're looking good. Yeah, compared to what it was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you definitely had a scared there, I will say. It was I'm definitely glad. one of those things I'm... that we posted and I came back to people like, go to the hospital! <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. I'm grand. My, I'm breathing. I'm not itchy. Was, it's fine. It's fine. Probably, no, don't take... Anyone who's listening to say, you know what, Daniel's right. Don't. Probably go yeah. to the doctor. You know, I don't want, like, podcaster, give up medical advice, kills teenagers. <laughs> Let's not do this, you know? <laughs> yeah, we are not medical professionals. <laughs> no, absolutely we, we not. Just, we just have, we just take terrible care of ourselves. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Look, I was able to walk and talk talk to a certain degree uh, I was fine but again do not follow me I am not some sort of health guru at all but yes we're back with Andor and what episode are we on? this is actually episode 9 so interestingly enough 3 episodes away mm-hmm. oh. I know we're getting closer and closer to a, to a season 1 wrap up I'm looking so forward to actually watching Rogue One again I was going to watch it today and went no no wait till the end of this season because it just keeps on tapping at something in like how Andor's character is being built but look we'll go into it Um, this episode kind of continues with you know what happened last week Andor's still in prison it seems some time has passed he's very comfortable in his position now he knows kind of the people who work from on the table constructing things they kind of follow his lead in it to a certain degree they know who's the weakest link uh you know the old fella who is oh he was about to retire in 40 <laughs> um, yeah um just just short of retirement um he's not doing well uh he's degrading we didn't really see that in the other episodes of him though did we last episode we didn't really see him well, doing that too bad it, yeah previous episode we didn't see him looking too terrible you know he it was just he i think they showed a little bit of reference right of of uh you know that he he was he was showing a bit of age right but not not to the degree as, as this episode shows now that it's it, it seems like he's quickly deteriorating yeah right we are we are seeing signs of what looks like you know he was having he's having memory issues we see weakness and and slowness not just being of old age there's so he, he's this man is not well yeah. it's interesting we we still see the story has a lot more andy sandberg in it um and we kind of are beginning to understand his character more you mean uh uh Andy Circus. Circus. Andy Sandberg is a very different person. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I paused for a moment and think, did I miss this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, Andy Circus. Um, we mm-hmm. learn more about his character and how he thinks because he's not just the, I am the leader here, you do as I tell, and all this kind of stuff. He kind of understands how Andor thinks now because he's just like, mm-hmm. did you think of this to change 
the dynamic to make this work. And then Andrew's like, oh no, it was him over there. Uh, but what we also kind of see is like, he he still believes he can change, Andy Sarenberg's character can change the system from within, that there's still a fair path that he can get himself out if he continues doing what he does. But I think this episode has woken yeah, him up. He definitely, as we, we see... As this episode going, like you said, it feels like some little more time's gone on. I mean, what previously they had already said 30 shifts later had already occurred in that one. Yeah. Well, there's even so not sure how much more time but we'll get into from other things to kind of link. It sounds like it's not been terribly too much further along. No, but, still but... enough that he's he's definitely uh, integrated well and or is integrated well. He's got things going. But we do see more with um Andy Serkis' character, which uh, I had written down and I totally, I, I forgot this, um, but he, he definitely gives that appearance of, well, for, um, you know, at first, it's almost like, oh, he's, he is the law almost, right? And you'll do as I say, or I'm going to punish yeah. you. And, but now you see, it's, it's not so much that, it's more of, it has more of that feeling of he's trying to keep these guys alive. He's trying to keep them going. You do see a little hint uh, as things go on and we'll get to later as well, is that he does care. He is just he's just trying to keep them going, keep them alive, uh, get them through this. This try, he actually yeah. tries to be that buffer uh, from the empire and these and these prisoners almost. Right. So I, it's like, I, do with me, yeah. do with me and make and I'll be your I'll, yeah. I'll keep you in line. But I'm being the, the quote unquote bad guy. Yeah. And he's protect, I, he ultimately is protecting them. I would say, though, he's not like a teddy bear that he cares about people. Oh, like, not, it's not definitely, it comes, it's, it's when he's really being pushed, when he's really realizing, no, we can't just keep him going for another few days. Because like, he's saying, oh, he's fine. He's all right. He only has to get work enough to get out of here. Um, well, he'll be I fine until then. I think that, where where I was thinking with that, the reason being is, is again, he knows how the Empire is going to see this, right? Yeah. There is, as the episode progresses, we see a little bit more why, but, I think that that's why I say he's doing the it, it comes across he's pushing, but he does care in the sense he knows he knows what the ultimate badness is. He is yeah. very much aware about what the Empire is really doing in this facility. Yeah. So he is trying to protect him and be like, no, come on, come on, you can do this, you can do this. And it's not sounding encouraging, it's more no, you can do this, you know, hey, let's go, let's yeah, go. Yeah, that yeah. bad almost, you know, wow. thing going on. But that's uh, ultimately there is it's because he is he there is some grace in him yeah that's yeah fair to say. I, I would just say it's under a lot of layers of still being a terrible cunt uh, oh, oh, absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Just plays, he plays so beautifully yeah i love does. it i love it honestly i i like when um andy circus gets a bit more meaty characters because he is so good mm-hmm. at like psychological acting oh very much so you know uh, he he he's great in well the you know his his it, it comes from from his background right because he needs to use his voice and his facial expressions because of with having done so much with voice and motion capture yeah and when you when you see when he puts it together in a live act in proper live action in, in that man he he he's he starts coming through as quite quite a character right quite a yeah. force of a character to, that you can't help but gravitate yeah. towards. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about that on the final scene with him and Andor and how they react to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but something is amiss at the prison, isn't there? Because they, they line up uh, for a moment and the lights go off. Right. 
as as we start seeing, uh, we see we finally are seeing more going on in this prison. Right, there's things amiss. Yeah. We see that uh, in in the well. Let, let's 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 back up for a moment. In that you know already, Andor is you can see figuring out the prison. Plotting. Yeah, he's he's figuring out the prison. He's plotting his escape, plotting escape with the others. Even mm. right, we do see that. It, they they do the oh new prisoner you know uh load up right make everybody stop yeah. you see him and he's talking with the other prisoner uh whose name i forgot to write down i forgot which one he, he was talking to he's actually but, i think he's actually in one of the prisoners is actually in rogue one as well he's he's part of the rebellion is, I, is, is he one of the additional ones because i know there already is with uh uh with melshi he's Melchie is yeah is, is already in rogue one but this other one might i gotta look the one that yeah that was one of the reasons of uh, you mentioned before we we started wanting to watch Rogue One again. This is really making me want to watch Rogue One again because I'm trying. I, I want to see if I'm picking up on any others, but it you know it shows he is he he is plotting his escape right and others as well. This is an interesting thing about the floors and electricity because he, and the new prisoner gets knocked down to the ground, mm-hmm. but it's actually physically yeah down to the ground, physically though. not electrocuted. Mm-hmm. Especially when he's holding the pole, right. they won't right. electrocute him. So, obviously, there is some conductivity thing going on there. They did maybe mm-hmm. there'd be a danger for everyone involved, and uh, no electricity on the lift as it goes up and down either. Right, you know, which just, I think it would, it would probably be difficult to do. I would think in a real situation, oh, yeah, it yeah. would be difficult. Uh, so that makes sense. They're seeing, they're plotting through and seeing where are these weaknesses and where are they not uh, yeah. doing things. So he's taking note of that upper level. There's there there isn't the electricity, or they don't they won't run it if yeah. when when the new inmates coming through like that. I thought it was interesting. We see as well he uh, whether this is going to lead to anything or not. In that he goes, you know, and or take before this unleashes, he goes over and you know he takes a bathroom break, quote unquote. And we see he pops open a panel and starts sawing through pipes. Yes. What's he doing? <laughs> yeah. Which, oh, what's going on there? And it, it was kind of amusing because like he barely puts the panel back when the, before the alert goes off. Oh, new prisoner on on deck. It's like you know, is nobody's going to notice? Like, is are they really showing how little the guards are coming down and checking things out? That they are that. Is that really showing how how confident they are in the whole rest of the system of electrocuting people? And in that they think the whole facility is is secure enough that eh, you really don't need to care about it. it's it's causing them it's 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 maybe is that linking to towards kind of what was already brought up by like uh, Cyril and about the about things how people get lax they don't care they're not they're not enforcing things so yeah. there's that lax bit going on because they're relying on all the other stuff. Yeah, I. I... I find it very interesting they they're also hiding uh, the older man's injuries like basically putting them like so when everyone gets up to kind of salute or like put their hands up or whatever mm-hmm. um he's hidden behind as yep. you know other yep. teams have been electrocuted down or sounded down it's still not I'm not so, <laughs> not 100% sure it's electricity that's really taking them down or is it some other sort of right thing it's stumped, going on? it's it's, it's hard to tell yeah it's something of that nature that we are to assume mm. and yeah again showing you know when the empire looks and sees somebody the, the, in this facility if there's weakness in it they're just you know you're you're dead literally yeah yeah so they are they are trying to help you know it, it is showing 
uh, interesting thing about the team that Andor is on, right? They seem to, while obviously they have their own self-interest at heart, absolutely, because if they fall behind, the whole team yeah. gets affected. It does. It does seem like there is that little more, especially with with the older man, that they are trying to protect him as well, not just themselves, but they know what this means as well for him if he's seen as. You know, we yeah, and that seems to be a battle as well, a battle kind of for their humanity. Uh, don't get too philosophical mm-hmm. about this, but it's genuinely something that is keeping them, you know, mentally straight. Because, yep. you know, we, we saw in the prison cells when one of the guys committed suicide jumping onto the floor in the middle of the night, and there's so many prisoners who don't care anymore because they're competing with them. It's just, oh, he's going right. to smell all night. There's no sympathy. But this group, is doing compassion because yep. they don't want to be grounded down by the system completely. Not because of some magical virtue. To a certain degree, of course, as you know, you care about people, but more about, no, as long as I don't think like them, I'm not in the system. I can still think freely. So use everything yep. you can. If that includes compassion, you use it, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I like so that, I that, that was something that I was I was liking about because I figured it was going to be the whole like ah oh, you're bringing the team down you know the but they seemed to give a tone without saying it it felt like this was more compassion there there's yeah. that touch of compassion going on in this team and it makes them unique so this would be which is good with what just, this is the team Andor's with means probably get some help here in escaping or they will figure you know figure some yeah. stuff out um, uh, but that the, does lead to yeah oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, um, you know, we see how well the Empire organizes stuff. We also find out how bad the Empire is at organizing things. Um mm-hmm. by a clerical error, I guess. You know? <laughs> is it by clerical error? It seems like it was definitely. Let's let's explain let's talk about what, what happened. So basically, was it the second floor or something along the lines of that? There was a major issue because someone was kicked out of the prison, as in they were allowed to go, but then they were brought back into another room, another wasn't it? Floor. Another floor. So here's here's this this is where uh um yeah I think we kind of need to condense things because this kind of gets talked about throughout the episode until we finally get the final information. What we see is that in the midst of their they're being taken back to their uh prison cells that they're just Stopped. Everybody is at a standstill. Something's going on. This doesn't take this long to process and get folks back. They realize there's been there's something going on, and yeah. then alarms go off. Think shouting. People the so they can see through those tubes. They can see through the other side. Somebody's sign languaging. They're speaking things. too fast, and, and they are they just can't figure out. They're like, well, something about level two. Something about level two is happening, uh, or level four. I can't remember which which way, but they're talking about there's something going on. And then up, oh, okay. Now the suddenly power blips, and then uh, which never a good thing in a facility that seems to be zapping people. Power yeah. suddenly blipping like that seems Swipe to indicate or start floor. Yeah, it seemed like a problem. And then suddenly, yep, back to their cells. So they're left wondering what happened. What happened? Yeah. What happened? Uh, where we eventually learn, and we will get to why they learned this but where they learned that an entire floor was actually wiped out because somebody was released and then they were found on a separate floor. What I gathered from that is more of it's showing this place ain't just a prison. This this is not a temp prison. 
this isn't that oh you get your credit time you serve your time and you're let loot let go i get the feeling that's why they said they found him on a different he was it was realized he was on a different floor uh, yeah is that never that kept everybody's kept separate you don't see each other i got the impression that meant sure they, they may look like oh he's been released see and then they brought him down to the other floor i mean basically like a new prison there and let's face as it is Arbeit macht frei. You know, work makes free. Mm. And I'm going to be honest, at the end of the episode, um, when we do a little bit of a um, spoiler on that, um, when Andy Circus's face kind of dropped, when he suddenly got the realization, mm. I was just like, this isn't just a working camp. This is... This, it, it, it's basically, you know, the, like the... Um, well, the working camps in Germany. It's it's the working camps that were in America for the Japanese. It's it's exact. It's exactly well. It, it, again, why that reference? Right in the previous episode, the shower scene. Right? Yeah. What was that exactly like? The Nazi uh, concentration yeah. camps uh, for 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 the Jews. This is exactly the same thing. You and that's what we're realizing is that this is a full on concentration camp. You are yeah. not getting out of here. No. This is. There, there is, there is no real uh, time. There, there's no real time of serving a sentence, and you're going to be out. This is a serious place. The only problem I have with this is that they leave this episode going. How many guards are there on each floor? Twelve at most, and we get the impression that yeah, they're just going to overwhelm and fight or something like that, right? And I feel it kind of leaves a bit of an icky shadow of what happened in real life. You know what I mean? Like, are we now saying that those people just didn't fight hard enough in real life? Maybe I'm being a nit- bit nitpicky, but it really kind of went, I get it, but I'm also like, ooh. Well, I think it it, it depends how you take the right, because it is, it as we're st- and they, they are showing is that there's a lot of psychological attack that goes on right that's what can be that's what you do to beat down people right mm. right because ultimately yeah you could actually a, a lot a lot of the situation in prisons in, in general or in things like that in general is that actually huge enough because you do have more people than the guard you don't have equal amount of guards or more guards than the prisoners no. there's actually quite fewer but you're using other measures a, you're using certain physical measures, then you're using certain you know, attacks. You're also using mo- most of the time in the more in a darker sense is that you are using psychological control. And for example, not people, no, not letting people think that they can even yeah. escape or that it's even possible. And it's like, no, or that and that if you even try, you set you you make people be set as examples, yeah. right? Much like what they just did, zapped everybody and killed yeah. them if you try doing anything. Or There's a good example. Prisoners govern other prisoners. Again, yep, that you was said, a now th- you're given power. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, fake power completely, but power mm-hmm. nonetheless. Right. Yeah. Um, so, it, it's yeah. I definitely psychology. It's just like I had a moment of thought there where it's just like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm a hundred percent okay with this. Like, I like I get that. The, look, we all knew this wasn't a good prison we all knew this is mm-hmm. uh a working camp that we've seen throughout history um most notably in germany um but 
now that they brought it up to I'm I don't want to call it a holocaust because there isn't a race of people being erased here. Now, of course, the Holocaust included more than just Jewish people. It was anyone that, well, I suppose in that regard, then yes, um, it was anyone that, I guess this is a prison where everyone, well, the line, sorry, I'm just walking in circles here because the Empire is not just picking up people that it doesn't like and throwing in here. It just picks up anyone it can. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's just not oh, part just- of the central systems and who's just like, swanning around or maybe running around a bit yeah let's throw them in for six years like that's what's going on yeah they're just flexing power yeah um i'm not even sure it's a flex of power i think it's just a all right let's just group a few people here we need them to be thrown in here Mm -hmm. like i don't think there is as much of the hate and just diabolical evil that nazi germany had for jewish people and lgbt people and um you know, so many disabled people. It's just, just, just a everything horrible yeah. thing. But this the empire this is not really that. Power. The empire is indifferent to people, right? And, and which is like, which is worse, right? Because in this case, it, it and not not to not to get into a oh, which is where it's it's making it interesting though to to look at because we are seeing that the empire. It's basically the empire don't give a you know what no. So they are so the it's affecting everybody. Yeah, right? everybody is 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 affected by this. Unless the empire likes you, unless you're part of the, or not even likes you. It's more like, unless you have connections in the empire and they do things for you, you're fucked. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah this the the show is certainly getting heavier and heavier and heavier. This one I think was pretty pretty heavy with what it was showing right yeah because the prison you are feeling it i think that's what's uh what i'm finding interesting is that you feel like you're you're there you're feeling the yeah the, you're, you're getting you're getting the emotional hit out of it exactly uh, feeling, and yeah and i just want to say when i'm saying i feel a bit icky about them making the comparison necessarily like that's not necessarily a bad thing either like you know it's a reaction it's it's mm-hmm. a feeling they might not even go down that obvious route there might be other elements involved so i'm not saying oh my god they're taking the piss out of the holocaust no god no <laughs> you know but yeah i, I feel i think i feel like they're but they are just using very real world examples yeah know? but that can be dangerous that you know that can lead mm-hmm. to some scenes being pulled over but again that's the point of art isn't it it's it's meant to emote as long as it's not done poorly you know mm-hmm. or done as a laugh in most cases exactly right so again it's 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 for me it's adding to it it's adding some more interest um yeah. uh, of things because i said now we're we are truly seeing the darker side of the empire as a whole i think versus Previously, where we saw, oh yeah, there's the empire. It's you know, uh, even at the, the lower levels, uh, it's just, just stormtroopers and imperial officers who are just you know gun wielding whatever and just think, oh rebel scum. And yeah. you know, our fears were more with you know with 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 the Sith and with Vader and you know all the, the and Palpatine and oh my gosh, the evil is there. And really finding that man, oh, you know, it, it's uh, this this goes way deeper. And here's the like, the level that is faced on to the everyday yeah. man. These are like the cold turning cogs of the empire. They're just mm-hmm. crushing and turning and crushing and turning. And 
there is nothing at the bottom who they're attacking that can change anything. It has to be a thing that rises above. I know they've talked about this in the show. It's like, oh, no one expects an attack from below. But I think that was maybe a naive look at things at this stage. It's not just an attack from below because we need attacks from above as well. This is why we have Mon Mothma. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Which as we as we are seeing here we get a little bit more uh more insight with, with Mon Mothma slowly slowly <laughs> trying to work work things through. Um and, and giving again the insight about how the Senate still is at this point where it's, it's disgusting. It's, it's actually it's, yeah. rotten to the core. Yep. Yep. We see that during yeah, she's we we see her talking to you know of a you know, imperial overreach. She's giving a speech, and most people you just hear these you know long live the empire scree- you know yeah. shouts. And there's a few few whispers of ah oh, let her speak, let's listen yeah. to her. But it's mostly but, drowned out with with this like you know raw of the empire. And everybody's just like ignoring her. Oh, I like a visual element. It's the little bubble ship things they have. I guess I don't know what mm-hmm. you call them them slowly turning off here and there like they slowly had the light just turn off and mm-hmm. to me at least it was like it was like as we know what's soon to come the disintegration of the set slowly the things dying and people staying quiet and only hearing about the big populist voice shouting its arse off while this just this last i mean we we don't see any one else in the center maybe they are good senators um God, I sound like Trump just then. Um, but <laughs> um, they send out the worst senators. That's what they do. Uh, <laughs> but like, the, there is no, they are not really good voices there. It, right. It, I think you're, you're very right. There is a very visual element with the lights being turned off. I, I was noticing that too. And just the emptiness we see, right? Versus yeah. before where, when the Senate was even, you know, it was going with the Republic, with the Republic, we saw all of, all of them filled, right? Everybody yeah. at least cheery, not cheery. Voices be they were there was passion towards the Senate. There was involvement in the Senate, and she mentions and, this. She she mm-hmm. talks about the Senate being like coming to church. Like this is that this is a sacred religious place to be at to talk and work for the people. Like she says, we have to remember how sacred this is. Like why are you not doing this? And all you hear is slogans like long live the empire it means nothing like it's just it's like going to a sports match at this stage just people shouting who they like and not really thinking about things anymore you know no offense to people like it's very emotional i understand um um, but exactly yeah but you know what we're coming from like it like the senate is dead at this stage and by God, fair play to her. She's trying to keep it up. She's still trying to make a point. Maybe at this stage, she's using it as a distraction so that people think she's still just a senator. But yeah, yeah. It's, but it, it's I like I like there how they're showing this. It is making a lot more. It's making a lot of sense. We are seeing the death of the Senate, right? Yeah. Where we knew it, it, yeah, that. Progress where New Hope we knew it was it was disbanded in the start. There he was like, "Up, oh, Senate's no more." We officially disbanded it. It was like, "Well, how did we 
how to see uh, basically how quickly that did happen. Well, how slowly and quickly that did happen, yeah, right? Yeah. Because well, this is still for a giant a galaxy, platform. it is fast. It's yeah. very fast for a giant galaxy size Senate to fall down to this in what 15 years, 15 years, roughly. Yeah, we're talking probably, yeah, a do- dozen 15 years. So, yeah, it, it makes it makes sense, but it is fast. It, yeah. it, but we are we are seeing that this is the stage it's at. Uh, makes it's bringing it to life, right? It, yeah. it, it is now no longer just the we talked about it happening. We are seeing this happen. Yeah, uh, and it's, yeah, it, it it hits. It hits a little too real as well. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. But it's it's very real. I think a big element of the scene is also how many I guess empty seats there were. There is an apathy to it. There, there are probably good senators like Mothma, Mon, uh, <laughs> who've just decided to, hey, I'm not leaving my system. I'm staying in my system. There's no point in me going to the Senate. I'm going to try and help my people here. But the Senate well, has some, said. Some, and some of it, how much was from, you know, the Empire as they, you know, t- take care of those who, or take out rather, those that were disagreeing a little too vocally oh, right yeah. you let some but hence the the empty seats is that how many just like you said went back to just try to care for the local systems how many just eh, this is all bs i'm out uh and then how many were they're empty because they've got take they uh, they took care of them i mean <laughs> so to speak. you could argue this the only reason mon has not disappeared is because she still speaks loudly in the Senate. And if she did mm. suddenly disappear, that would be noticeable. Right. Well, she's being, she's, she's in so far as well, she's treading carefully and correctly in that she's being just loud enough. Yeah. Right. Just loud enough. But, and, and say, oh, but, but about this, and the Empire is overreaching, but not to the point visibly of like, causing an up, uprising, causing a stir to, to enough. She's just being that little thorn in the side, but it's like, eh, it's okay, you know, let let them feel important, let people feel important, and they'll, eh, it's whatever, you know. Yeah, so there's she's no not, talk uh, about, like, let's take down the emperor or anything like that, but... Right. Or, or anything that could massively shift their plan, right? Yeah. Because as is even, it's kind of thrown out there, even, that did in this, the grand scheme of things in the stories, is it is Palpatine somewhat fueling, in a way, some of the rebellion intentionally? Because you kind of need you need a little you do need something going on so that you can uh, have reason for the Empire clamping down further. You need a bad guy, right? Quote quote a bad guy for the other other side. So having something this to help kind of fuel it, you know, actually helps his agenda. Oh, it does. Well. I, I mean, definitely the news about it. He's fueling that. He's making the news yeah. show this off more and more uh, because it does give him power. It gave him power with the prisons to just like, yeah, no, keep people here. And, you know, you say, what do you mean? Power over who? Because he could have just ordered that anyway. But I would say there is a limit to how many heinous things he could order before workers at the bottom soldiers who go whoa hold on now wait this is going a bit far the, mm-hmm. so he has to take advantage of the moments because mm-hmm. if he doesn't he's going to create a rebellion of his own within his house 
He needs to right. keep everyone frightened with genuine fear. Well, genuine fear. Uh, fear that he can take from actual events. You know, I find that interesting. But right, yeah. So, Mom Mom doesn't have the best work life, but she doesn't have the best home life either. As we continue to see, once she heads home because she heard a cousin is back in town. Yes. And her daughter just being like, with a new dress, being delighted and says, Daddy lets me wear anything. And she just kind of goes off to get dressed. And we see that uh, Rebellion is kind of in the family. Uh, yes, no- we finally see see that, yes, C- Cousin Vel is indeed the Vel we know from who uh, who brought Andor in, or who got yeah. Andor onto the planet. That's an, that was an interesting take to actually see the family relation. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, we kind of get the impression you know, so oh yeah, no, I, I've been out and about and saying, Are you heading home? Are you going mm. to like see your parents? And yeah. she's oh yeah, no, of course, of course. I, I think if she does head home, she might be the one to actually sort out or find out about the finances of what's really going on because I think her old buddy buddy that we met in the last few episodes maybe messing her about just a tiny bit on the cash, but that's just a prediction anyway. Right. We, we see in this episode how she, uh, uh, talk, you know, later on talk talks with, uh, Tay, with Tay. Yeah. <laughs> and he mentions that there, he's going over the finances and there's problems with the money. And especially there's problems with the, uh, uh, we, Call it how how it all looks because she has not been very careful with pulling the money uh, yeah. so far. It's too obvious, yeah. uh, and so now she that you know kind of gearing her with the whole. There's four hundred thousand credits that you need to account for here. If somebody were to do an audit, how would you explain it? So we might need to uh, you know he throws out a name that sounds like she's you know makes makes her go. He's sleazy. He's a thug. This is basically we're trying to uh, talk with loan sharks here, almost to try to hide, you know, hide this. Uh, yeah. And so it does. It, yeah, I'm getting a little bit of even more of this. Hmm. Is he really? Is he really on her side? Is he really out for her best interests? Is there something else here that he it's setting up to try to, you know, mess mess things up for her or set her up for uh, for a greater downfall or try to? Yeah. Right. Because the thing we have to remember again, yes, there are rebellions. Yes, we know there's many people in rebellions, but it's not one rebellion yet. And everyone has different wants and needs of what's going on right now. You know? Uh, So, again, I think that line of everyone has their own personal rebellion is showing the darker side of it now. This is not anymore about... Oh yeah, we we're all fighting for the same thing, and we all have uh, our own personal feelings that brought us into the rebellion. It's like, yes, this is true, but now we also learn like, yeah, but everyone is rebelling for something different as well. Like they want something. Like this is really interesting. Like I wouldn't mind if we had a, a spiritual sequel to Andor, which was set just after the fall of the Empire. 
after the rebels won and see how that political structure was built with Leia. You know, of course, I understand, um, you know, we sadly can't have Leia in it anymore. Um, but that's other, you know, it doesn't have to have Leia as a lead. I and mean, we could have her, you know, we can do some CGI. I think we already have, haven't we? Well, <laughs> it, it would be, it, it's one of those, obviously it takes more than one person. So you could easily start, well, not easily, but make have it make sense and yeah should be able to show the inner workings of how this has changed because you're you're going to need that layer you're going to need layers and more people yeah. than just I mean, our main heroes for here's the thing we have recast leia already the little girl leia granted mm-hmm. and this layer would be closer to leia we knew from the original trilogy but would it be beyond evil to recast some of these roles. I mean, I know, um, you know, with Luke, like, you know... I feel like they're they're too stuck on the deep fake look right now. Yeah. Because we're we're still still talking the same. But Mark Hamill has always... People are making this stuff right now, right? I wouldn't be totally against, but I think, remember, they've already made that comment, oh, recasting was a bad idea, and that's why Solo didn't work. Right. That was that because was they hired someone who couldn't act. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, no, look, the guy actually had acting sessions. No offense to him, but he had acting sessions throughout the movie. There were issues. Um, I'm not going to go on the whole solo hey, because I know but, people. Try. I think you enjoyed it actually, didn't you? Yeah, but, but fairly. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It's, one, it's one of my favorite movies, but it's just because I think that it, my side reason is just because it was one that I was just able to be like, eh, they're, they're, I didn't need to care. I just needed to. Watch and enjoy my my Star Wars. It was right? the most Indiana that, Jones of Star Wars movies. <laughs> exactly. So that's yeah. why that's why I think that's why it's my one of one of my favorites. Yeah. But it definitely uh, it's not. Um, we will say it's not Oscar winning. Yeah, it's not weirdo, acting uh, masterclass stuff. Um, but it was still fun. Yeah. But but yeah, the so ah, and I'm very mixed about it because yeah because they've already shown they actually had help a fair bit with uh you know with luke right when we had uh book of boba fett and had that episode you know with with luke there and and uh or was it book of boba? yeah it was book of boba fett yeah uh, our you know mandalorian season 2.5 um showing him with 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 little baby yoda with grogu that they were going heavier and heavier now with showing so trying to i think they're trying to use that as one of their how to push the technology technology and i i get the feeling this is one of the technologies there wanting to pursue more and more i mean we've seen it most recently with um vader's voice actor uh james earl jones he's retiring now and fair play to him the man has put in his work um yeah um but he has made a deal with disney and signed everything up to have his voice be duplicated artificially to be darth vader so that even yep. though he gets a little bit of the, the money each time they use them and all that kind of stuff. And I think in that, you know, it, it, there is a difference between duplicating audio and duplicating visuals. Of course there are. Yeah. Especially because, you know, not to be too harsh on people um, who are very protective of James Earl Jones, which it should be. He's a fantastic actor and what a voice. But the big part about Darth Vader's voice is that it's through like a million modulators as well. You know, like there is an artificial note to it. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. So, so, oh, like, 
I don't know. I, I'm not as averse to them recasting. I understand why some people are. I prefer to have an actor who can really act rather than a stand-in that is copying someone's face, you know? Agreed. You've got, I, I think I, I would be the sa- same, same thing of I'd rather we see a, a proper recast uh, done. You know, if you want to try to make them look more, you know, use some makeup and a little bit of prosthetics, whatever to make those tweaks. Or if you want to use a little bit of facial tweaks, yeah. you know, slight tweaks, right. But not full on uh, deep fake. Yeah. Right. Because you lose, you do lose some of the, you know, the I, acting. I right, think we kind of sorted, not really got away with Luke. Not talking wrong. I think they did a better job with Luke once it was actually, when he like properly appeared for like scenes. But mm-hmm. the only reason they kind of got away with that is because Luke at like Re- um, Return of the Jedi, he's gone very emotionless in general and he's quite reserved. So when you're making a character then who has to speak with a computer voice, yeah, it kind of makes sense. And his face doesn't react as much. He's just in deep, tranquil thoughts. But like... Prince Leia, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. Prince Leia, mm, she ain't gonna be just. She ain't gonna be quiet, stoic. <laughs> but look, let's be real. This year, like AI facial things, has been a blast. Like it's been a huge uptake. I can only imagine what's gonna happen in the next five years. Maybe in five years, we'll be allowed to have an actor who can purely act their part, and then their face. And the voice actually gets synthesized along with the original actors. And like the biggest problem right now, at least with the audio stuff, is that emotions don't really track over that well. Exactly. Like, there's, still, there's still that, that lack of inflection, certain inflections, certain mm, uh, yeah. emotion. You're but, saying the words and maybe they are raising their voice, but they're not really. Yeah. There, there's emotion. There's yeah. You can stretch out. Yeah. <laughs> like you can stretch out. You know, um, certain letters to make it feel more, you know, impactful. But <sighs> there's a certain genesis quoi to being human. We're look. We're humans. We're very, very good at identifying other humans. We're quite mm-hmm. brilliant at it. So not to say that the Luke they made for. Who was it? Book of Boba Fett, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Because they did they only did a little bit of Mandalorian, but Book of Boba Fett where we find yeah. out more actual yeah. interaction. Mind uh, you, that's in t- Book of Boba Fett might as well just been Mandalorian saying hello to Boba Fett. Let's you know where well, that's why I say it's, it's it's literally Mandalorian season two point five. It really is. And I feel like people have to watch it before the next season comes around because it makes no sense to anyone who's skipped it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I still think it's a technological huge step forward. It is. It's pretty stunning. We a see product. younger Luke Skywalker. And for the most part, like, yes, I understand that's just a very fancy human puppet up there, right? But I was giddy. I know you were, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It's still, it's still, it, was, it was still done well enough. It still worked, right? Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't an offensive feeling, at least to me as a fan. I wasn't I wasn't offended by it. I was giddy with it. It was exciting. It was a I think the way it was done, it was well used. It was it was used or used, I should say, properly. 
right? Yeah. And it looks well good enough that it worked, and it was exciting, fun. It felt like yeah, this 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 added to the story. It worked. Yeah, but then but, again, like would you said, want with, a movie of this or a long right. one series of this character come back again and would. again and again, especially in yeah. uh, in a new Senate with Princess Leia having to fight her corner, all her expression, like Carrie Fisher's acting, and you want to synthesize that? I would rather have made and get a new actress in that does a play on Carrie Fisher's Princess Leia and then does her own thing, which is fine like th- sorry i'm just gonna go on a rant here we have this thing right because we're so television minded this idea of recasting is seen as horror but if you go to theater you will oh. always have different actors playing the same old roles all the bloody damn time and nobody blinks at it so th- like Fair enough. If it's like, I know people are giving out now about The Witcher and the recasting of that. Let's not even go there. But like, I get that there's a short time in between and in between seasons, actors changes a little bit. Oh, this takes you out a little bit. That's fair. But, you know, God bless Carrie Fisher. Um, Her role as Princess Leia back in the day, like, you know, old school Princess Leia. It's it's been a few years, you know, That's I think, and that's a key difference. Actually, that's a great example, a comparative example, right? Uh, it was like you say, yeah, on stage, hers and you know, they, somebody they have their X amount of seasons run, and then it's somebody else takes up the mantle, mm. right, to keep the show running. Uh, TV and films has been different, right? Unless you don't generally recast, unless it is something a, an age difference that has occurred, right? Where it is that we are doing the prequel, and so we need a younger version to do them, or it is a pure the actor died in the midst of the series and we've got to recast them because we need this character. Yeah. Um, but the difference here would be, I, th- I would be okay with recasting as well, because again, if the character is supposed to be, if, if, if Princess Leia is supposed to be such a main, if it would to be a story with Princess Leia being, even if not the main character, but a focused character, one of the yeah. main ones, you need re- just just let us focus on the story. Otherwise, I'm going to be focused on the CG. I I'm going to be focused on that. I'm going to be distracted from the story. Yeah. And one of the differences of why I think it is it would be acceptable as well, or why it, it, it adds to the I'm okay with it, is exactly what you touched upon. It's been a while. Not besides <laughs> the fact of Carrie Fisher passed away, so it's impossible yeah, to yeah. get her. But it's that it's been a while. It's okay. It, it's okay. It's respect. You can do it respectfully. The difference of, like, say, why people are upset with The Witcher. A, it's because you've got Henry Cavill's huge following and everybody just loves him. But I think it was added because of the fact that it's only, in TV especially, like, if there's only a few seasons and then all of a sudden you change it, that's not enough to, to that people are just, in a way, they've gotten used to it. It's still fresh to them. Yeah. And to now suddenly change it, it's not the same. Whether or not you like the next actor or not. Yeah. We'll it, just say. weird. A lot of people gave out about um, the recasting The Witcher. Uh, you weren't too happy with the original casting either until you summoned a few episodes, so maybe chill a little bit. Just saying. Just going to put that out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, for, for me, I don't have any, like, personal, uh, you know, uh, interest in it. I've only seen... I, I, actually, I need to actually watch The Witcher. I've only seen yeah. clips yeah. and such, so I haven't... So I just think... I'm just... I'm more amused about the difference um in the witcher so i'm just more of making fun of it just for the sake of yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun it's it's fun to take the piss out yeah. but you know so uh, i guess the big thing that, we that's, could that's go on. 
Yeah, I think the thing that we, is, yeah, I think the main thing we get away from this is that you know recasting is not a dirty word, especially mm-hmm. because I look. I don't. I didn't know Carrie Fisher. I was not blessed with that. I only know her through tweets and videos and comedy stuff she's done and movies she's done and listen to her autobiography. That that doesn't mean I know her. It means I know a version of her that she presented, right? That's the deal. But I, like I was saying this last um, season about um, Little Princess Leia, I could just imagine if Carrie Fisher was still alive, she would physically assassinate anyone who said anything about that little girl. And I imagine oh, that's how Carrie Fisher would feel about anyone who took on the role as well. No matter the age, like especially as a younger version of her, like, I could you imagine her? There'd just be a tornado of tweets flying towards anyone <laughs> who'd even try to ban Mouther. You know exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She would absolutely, like I said, never knew her personally, but from the what she gave out there, I could absolutely see her a loving the little the you know little Leia character, and yeah, yeah anybody who said anything bad would just be. Yeah, assassinated in words, and then, and and then in this case, if they wanted to actually say, "Hey, we need to recast. We want to recast. We don't want to do digital. We want to recast for this age range of 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 Leia," and that, you know, she, I, I would see her more being worried just about the typical because of what she went through in Hollywood in general. Yeah, but, but for anybody to be like against this to to try attacking. The character, the, the actress themselves. Yeah. Oh, she'd probably just just absolutely yeah. rip them a new one. And so to talk about her brother, well, not brother, but Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill has said plenty of times in the past he doesn't mind about recasting Luke Skywalker. He just makes complete sense. He wants this role to go on beyond him. Like, you know, he's he's not possessive of it. I'm not sure how. I don't think Harrison Ford gives a shit about Han <laughs> Solo. <laughs> No way, he gives a shit. But yeah, I don't, I don't think, think he does. I think Princess Leia would be that protective of who would present her. I think she'd probably have issues maybe with Hollywood and, like you said, how it, the what kind of story was being made and all that kind of stuff. But oh. outside of that, she seemed like a reasonable person. So I'd say she was just like, she'd probably make a remark like, oh, getting a younger person. But, but you know, like, I don't know. Again, right. I don't know her. Maybe she would be completely against this. Maybe there's quotes out there. And if you find them, please tell me. Like, in fact, if she was completely against it, I would probably go like, okay, let's maybe not recast. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, but yeah, so I think we kind of, <laughs> that was a good, that was a good tangent, actually. Yeah. That was a really good. But yeah, I mean, now, now it does make me. Uh, I agree with though. I do want to see the uh, post uh, post return of the Jedi Senate rebuild uh, that would occur of the of the Republic, right? The the return of it. How Absolutely. would they? What would be would be happening? And that, I'm sure Disney probably is working on that. That probably is one of the stories spinning around. They're trying to figure out what could be an interesting thing we can do. Because we didn't and really see pro- them. I would in not be surprised. F- we didn't really see them in the Force Awakens. The only thing we really know is that Leia was like. Sure high up in there and then they found out that she was yeah and like even that's i think just politically speaking she was quite high up and Mm -hmm. then she got kicked out because people found out darth Vader was her father and that that was a rumor that went around and suddenly she lost her position Mm -hmm. and clearly we know she was very busy in her work because there is that whole motif of kylo basically not having parents around and being sent up to uncle um luke to uh, get stabbed 
for some reason. Um, yeah. <laughs> I actually defend that scene, but I understand why people don't like the scene of Luke trying to attack Kylo. But, you know, that's another thing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, okay. So let's go back to Andor. Because uh, there's a yeah. little, little bit left. Um, our favourite so- weirdo boy um, yeah. is stalking... Um, <laughs> Deidre. What's her name? And the Deidre. Deidre. Yeah, he just he like honestly, I was just thinking, you did remember Cringe. Ted Bundy, didn't you? You know, there's a little bit of that there. Oh my gosh, I get uh, the the actor who is plays Cyril. Man, he in this role and as this this character, it, it's definitely like man, that's the next uh, Netflix movie. Uh, he's got he's got he can be the next. Whomever serial killer we need to have the show on, have a show on, man, he can do it because he he possesses that like robotic death dead behind the eyes, just a little bit of psycho going on. And also um, the way he says this, like <laughs> instead of saying like interrogation, the conversation we've had, it's just like dude, what's the conversation? And like the oh, because she gave him like a crumb off. Hey, good job. He's like. I shall inseminate her. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, he's straight on there. Like, he's being... Like, how, how much more of a murderer can this guy be? Like, like, first of all, at first I thought there might actually be some benevolency that would eventually come out of him. Not anymore. That's gone. That ship has sailed. Oh, but no. he has an overbearing mother who goes through his secret, secret stash. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, who she's constantly talking about how he oh your hair is this way your hair's that way she keeps yep. deflecting any kind of critique she yep. he gives her and then he tracks her down Woman. and just like you are the only one who cared Ugh. exactly Ugh. this is this is the making like, this is the making of a serial killer this is exactly what they're showing. yeah the the, the crazy mother uh, overbearing mother right to over controlling he's and, and so yeah he, he doesn't know how to relate to women at all and and this is his view you know his view and then this one woman who finally showing it's only because to him it's like oh she showed compassion because she agreed with this 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 idea of of you know trying to find casting about all this stuff but that it it's business, you know. But no, to him, it's it's even more. It's like, man, this this guy has has Ewok, uh, severed Ewok heads in his free fridge, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, guy, yeah. We're we're I, I'm with as dark as uh, this show has been touching on. Are we going to have the like final episode or have an episode that we do where it's like we're back with Cyril again at home and we're going? Oh, I wonder where his mom is. And the opens the fridge and there's just her head. You yeah. know, so, or just or she's frozen in carbonite somewhere. Like, are we gonna get that? Like, and 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 somebody comes to the door and asks where she is, and he just goes, Oh, she's uh she's just held up right now. And it's like in in a in a just completely blank, you know, not no, no emotion voice, and you're just gonna be uh, like, Oh my god, he this is we, we now have Star Star Wars Ted Bundy, Star honestly, Wars Dahmer. I'm trying to think of what would be the, the darkest thing, and I think it would just be someone very high up noticing what he's been doing all this time and valuing it. Mm-hmm. And him being brought into a proper position of the Empire while having those fucked up tendencies. Like, he imagine well, he was like, you know, just an assistant to the Emperor. 
you know, well, I want to, I want to know. They didn't, they didn't explicitly say as we, we heard. And one of the reasons why he, he went to Deidre is he thought she was responsible for, he said he got a promotion. Yes. Oh, like, so, he, but they, he, didn't, they didn't say what he was. He promoted. He just, he just said he got a promotion. Yeah. So what is, you know, so again, so he is being put into something a little bit more than just that, yeah. you know, uh, the Joe's like, yeah, he's a clean bill of health. I'll be enough. All right, go on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh no, but there is this, the heat, this episode has turned up. Very much me, and I feel so stupid now because you see all the like the overbearing mother thing, the neatness of yeah. tiny of clothing. They like before it's like, They're oh, he's a bit of a weirdo. Now it's like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, exactly. Like, yeah, until this episode, yeah, I definitely with, with this him with him uh, stalking Deidre like that completely made me just go, oh, Star Wars, what are you doing? Oh, oh gosh. Um, She's going to use him, though. She's going to use him. Oh, 100%. She's going to have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like that is. But I want to know, what what are they doing? What How how grim are we getting here? Because we're setting up serial killer vibes so strongly. Because he, he, he jumps that, um, oh, kind of as a crush, then go up to, like, simp. Like, oh, this woman's mm-hmm. amazing. To, like... You are mine, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like it, it we didn't even go for the sim face. I was not even looking at pictures going, "Oh, I like her." No, it's like delicious, <laughs> you know. <laughs> exactly. I, I was like, it escalated so fast in in the few words he spoke. Of yeah, at first I was like, "Oh, okay, he's oh he is because finally." He he just thinks, oh yeah, she she'd probably do this for him, whatever. And then just yeah, all of a sudden he's like, You made life worth living. Like, it's it's like you talk oh, to some, what? It's <laughs> like you talk to someone at the bus station and like they talk about I don't know. Oh yeah, I'm into Doctor Who and it's like, Oh, I'm in Doctor Who and we talk about it it's like I also like to chew my own toenails. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. This, this... Oh man! So yeah, that's an interesting bit. I'm curious. I, I, I do Part of me is curious about what they're gonna do with this character. Where we're taking it. At the same time, I don't know if I ever want to see any more again. At I'm this stage, for just out. some randomly running naked towards Andor, trying to attack him, I'd be like, yeah, I think character really think about it. You know? <laughs> oh wow! That's not really. That's how it ends, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when Andrew went to the death. I was like, I'm guessing, no, I can't live like this. <laughs> um, yeah, because I was like, oh, maybe he'll join the rebels in some capacity and actually find real value rather than, no, no, he is, he's kind of like Andy Service's character as in, he likes seeing structure and then mm-hmm. going into it and being part of it. But unlike Andy Circus, we see it at the end of this. Andy Circus is when he sees um, the old man basically being put down because he had a big stroke. And he's, you can see him and Andrew looking at each other and suddenly go like, ah, yeah, it doesn't matter how much I work here. It doesn't matter how much I try to control you. We're all here for life. We got to get was, out of here. Yes. I mean, great. Yeah, that, that's a good example. Like the, the divergence here, two, two, two completely different characters that, again, yeah, you're seeing structure, but for two different reasons, right? And he starts his character being structured to keep them alive, Like actually. you said, there's decency right. in him. There is. Like, right. deep down, so, there is. So then, yeah, we then, then seeing the, what, what we have here at the ending was with with the with the old man, and they 
you know, they tr- ask for a medic and he just comes along and goes, he's at a stroke. We can't do anything. Interesting it's not thing. Yet. Doctor is a prisoner as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was like that, that it, adding to the whole just darkness of everything. Is there a clerical, and, like, prison folks? It did have a different uniform. Like, it was a blue uniform mm-hmm. rather than an orange one. So do you think they just keep certain necessary, like, I don't know, accountants, doctors, like computer scientists and have a certain other uniform for them in a certain suite. I'd be surprised. That would kind of make sense to, you know, how do you, for, you know, forcing people to be there and, and there you go. That's the, the knowing where their story is, right. Knowing what their skills are and be like, all right, you're being surprised, but you know, you're going to be the doctor, for example, yeah. here. And you know, you're, they're serving your sentence here. Yeah, in yeah. that regard, because you know you're going to need need those kinds of things, but yeah, that was the the fact of then when him him saying up oh, he's 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 has stroke, and then there, there's no okay, so we're going to get him to a med bay and we're going to try to re, you know re, get, make him comfortable or that even no. just saying oh he's too far gone, it's just flat out he's had a stroke. All right, let me we're going to euthanize him. They do Blah. mention I will say this they he does mention like there's nothing left to save. Mm-hmm. So maybe the stroke, right. so insinuating, he, yeah, yeah. Maybe it completely, it has, yeah. But still, like it, it's, it's just that's a leap. That's yeah. such a again. Bring him to gonna, a nice place, give him some decency. Even if the mind's gone, there is a human grace you need to follow. Like this is not mm-hmm. just a modern idea. We buried our dead right back to the Stone Age here. Like, this is what we do. But yeah, it, this is just like, this is one of those terrible days that when you go to the vet and your dog gets put down, like, and I don't want to get into the whole debate about how dogs should be treated the same and all that kind of stuff. But like, we see it's done so casually as a routine thing. I think that's a scary part of this, you know? It was exactly the not only the leap, the leap to fact of euthanizing him like that, but it was like that. And just he's there, he's lying on the floor, Andor and and uh, uh, Kino, that's his name, Kino, uh, that's Andy Six's name, Kino, are there, you know, supporting him? Like, there's, you know, and, and he's just like, well, he's gone, you know, he's he's fried out from his stroke, where's gone, and pop, just. You know, injects yeah. him. And he goes up. Oh, it's better this way than what would have. And even comments, you know, well, it's better he goes this way than what he would have had to suffer through. Yeah. But man, it, it's dehumanizing almost. Well, it, just it is dehumanizing. It's hundred percent dehumanizing. Know, There's no uh, almost about it. This is the whole thing. I mean, like, of it. The, yeah. The the whole euthanizing him is one thing. It is the if he's that far gone, it, it, then you know, yeah, don't let him suffer anymore yeah. but you at least do it in a you know more respectful way <laughs> that so that was something and as they it was that scene was just something because you had that you had you had all of that going on of how they're treating the prisoners already yeah and it was there that they learned the official officially that yeah that the the guys were fried on that yeah. floor right that officially that somebody did try to try to leave that they came back and they fried the whole floor of like what hundreds of, of yeah. prisoners. Now the the the, re, the reality of this place uh, that you know, verified right before their eyes and and in words, just right there in their face. It's very interesting to see though, because again, I want to mention that suicide that we saw in the first episode of the prison. 
of the man mm-hmm. just who walked in and got shocked to death and the prisoner's yeah. reaction to it. Because I mentioned this now a few times. They're just like, ugh, he's going to smell all mm-hmm. nice and all this. It's an interesting take. The prisoner's reaction to something that's close to them, in front of them, and just went, you know, whatever. Because if you think about it, the shocking off the floor was a direct action by the prison to the prisoners. It was the mm-hmm. Empire doing it to them, right? Killing the entire floor. Whereas, arguably, the man who committed suicide had a choice in this. This was a passive mm-hmm. thing that the Empire had, and it was just shocked. It's, it's an interesting take that even though something that was very far away, now suddenly wakes them up. And this, of course, it's a grander thing as well as in part of floor noise. But I feel like when you see a death right in front of you, much like how we see the world, sadly, in general, we're more affected by the deaths that are close to us than the many deaths that are far away. Um, right. And to kind of quote Riker um, and Data from Star Trek, sorry. Uh, <laughs> like Data makes a point saying, like, why, well, why am I so emotionally pressed by this death and not mm-hmm. every other death that occurs? And Roger says, that's just how humans are. He says, but shouldn't it be like that? Maybe it should. And maybe there'd be less wars and destruction, but human nature does seem to care a little bit more about deaths that are close to us. I suppose if it wasn't, we'd be devastated the whole time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought, like this show really deals with psychology, and I I dig it for that. Yeah, and a, a it's an excellent segue of speaking of psychology. One element that we saw it was early in the in the episode, but again, adding to good God the darkness of of of, of the Empire and psychological warfare. We briefly touch upon Bix that Deidre yes. has you know, uh, imprisoned, right? And she set her up for interrogation. She's already thrown out there that they know that, you know, that the man, you know, uh, Pac or Pac, you know, had the radio. They know that it's to reach out to, you know, to uh, Luthen, you know, they call it what, Axis, um, or to, you know, to, to the man. But they, you know, she wants to know more. She knows, Deidre knows that Bix is the only person that actually comes to use this radio. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. So I guess so she knows knows these details, but wants to know more. Wants to try to find this yeah. guy. And we didn't really talk and, about this last um, week. I just want to bring the quick scene that comes before the scene you mentioned. And um, she says, "Oh, don't move him." Uh, says, "Oh, she's mm-hmm. coming up. Don't move him yet." And right. then she the wants like, him to move her see. out of here. Move him out of here. She can't see. Like to make it make clear. Look how fucked this person is. I don't even want you to see this. I'm on your side. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but then quickly she's just like, you know, uh, D- you know, Deidre's just like, you better tell me everything, you know, and, but, you know, Bix even, you know, so she goes, whatever I tell you, you're not going to believe me, so you're still going to, we're still going to, I'm still going to get tortured, basically. Yeah. She knows that, the, you know, you know, and she's like, that that coldness in Deidre just going like, hmm, yeah, you're right, all right, proceed. And that, you know, what do they say, the, this uh, Dr. Uh, Gorst that, is you know specialized with this this audio freak you know we're starting with a headset with like kit bash stuff against it right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know this whole thing of what the the dizonites they call them that make this sound when they die that 
when they were when when the empire went in to eradicate them that they were playing audio to ensure that it was back to, to ensure the yep we are doing the job of eradicating these people and that they said you know it was it, the sound was such of that it made even the the technicians were found huddled you know underneath their desks or yeah. you know, covered whatever because it, it 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 affected them so badly and now they've re-layered it and redone this which with the well, they say the sounds they believe that were of the children like god they're just adding yeah. to this whole thing uh and now it's redone re-layered but so you know, that it has another effect but like, you know what i really love? that story could have mm. been nice this could have yeah. been a synthesized thing oh, this could have been just a thing they made to and a story that enforces it as well you mm-hmm. know um, yeah, they just some it, weird it's stuff. Believe where, either, it's believe either way, which oh, way they could, did they, they yeah. could really make that up, or did they really do that? <laughs> Hear about the Mandalorians crying as a pl- glass is pl- and their planet is glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, no, uh, they did some weird thing with her eyes in the scene, like when she's like being tortured and the camera goes up to her eyes, oh, yeah. like her her the iris grows and shrinks. Not just the pupil, mm-hmm. well, like. Yeah, well, I think they were like really showing like just how much it's messing I, with her. I right? don't think that's possible. I don't think I just can just stretch up. But hey, maybe humans in that galaxy can. Who am I to say <laughs> it? You know. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, a very powerful scene. Um. I really yeah. hope a lot of these characters. I hope we get a season two. Honestly, at this stage, I want more of this kind of storytelling in Star Wars. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm i digging this. Uh, I actually, and, and I think one one last thing to throw out there, because it's it just, again, one more layer that they were adding in of later on. They talk about they that they've uh, just, they've picked up a pilot, right? They believe it's a rebel pilot. ISB mm-hmm. has picked up. And again, they use Dr. Gorst and got information out of him. And now, you know, they, they, so then they talk about, oh, well, shoot, but if they... If we keep them, they're not going to, they're going to be alerted. They know something's up. So how do we, what will we do? How are we going to lure them in or whatever? Like, oh, kill the pilot. Make it look like an accident. Drift them into space. They were just shooting at those suggestions like nothing. Yeah. And and, and, uh, and then they're just like, great idea. Let's do that. Yeah. And it was yeah. just casual. So casual. Yeah. Just like, we're just going to do, like, we're just casual sol- problem yeah. solving. This is not even anymore like a general going to the town says, make it happened. Just don't right. tell me. You know, this is literally... Right. All right, lads. Now, today we have to kill a pilot. How are we going yeah. to do it? <laughs> you yeah. know? Exactly. Like, the, the coldness, the casual coldness that they they were showing on the ISB. Oh, man. It, I, I, I was... When I say, man, I loved that. Not that I love... I just love that... Yeah, it, no, the, the whole, like, this premise adding, of it. Yeah, it's so... Yeah, it, it's it's helping to bring yet yet more things about us just going, good God, these people are evil. I don't <laughs> think the movies or any media I can think of off the top of my head has done a better job of showing how deeply cruel and nasty the Empire is in Star Wars. Yeah. That's, it's... it's if anything you want to take away from the show, or you people want to argue, you can't argue that. Like yeah. it's just this cold, sensical. Like everything makes sense of what they're doing. Like this is not irrational thinking of how they reason, um, mm-hmm. how to do these things. Like the Empire is smart. No, we see some fuck ups there, and some, you know, people who are brought up because they knew someone and all this kind of shit, but. 
they are geniuses on the Empire side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm very, very into and I, I, I don't think we're going to be able to wrap up everyone's stories within the next three episodes. I hope we don't because I want more of some of these stories, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, I agree. I don't think I think we've got well, you, you know, especially at the at the pacing they're going at, prob, definitely probably won't be able to. But we'll see. I think they, you know, they they talked about or uh, uh, Diego talked about in at celebration, I believe it was when the, the show was you know now when they were announcing about it to come out and on. They talked a little bit more. You know, he said there were hopes for season two, and that it sounded like you know that. The way you described it, kind of like I think they were they were trying to set it up for that. So, yeah. you know, I think certainly they will leave things so that it can it can have a season two, and I hope it does. I really yeah. hope it, it it does get picked up. I, I saw, I've seen the rumors that it will, but I don't believe I've seen an official. Yeah, yet. I'll wait on the Disney, official one. Disney yeah. said until I see Disney saying them. I imagine they they might if they're doing, they'll just wait till the last episode, you know, and then they'll be like, or the following day, and be like. Real for season two. Never take anything for granted. For example, like completely unrelated. If anyone's a fan of Sandman, like only today or yesterday, Netflix officially confirmed a second yeah. season. Like, like I, I was waiting for it because I've seen so many. Of course, it's going to happen, but just now, and I'm just like, holy fucking shit, Netflix! Like, yeah. At least Disney does multiple season stuff. I guess. And they give things a chance, um, mm-hmm. but don't folks don't take anything for granted unless it's the official um, distributor announcing it. It ain't happening. Treat it like that. Shoot until the first ep- until the actual episode, movie, whatever it is, comes out. Don't trust yeah. it. No, you know, as, we, as we see, things will be can be finished and still get canceled. So yeah. until it's actually out, that's how you win. Do you think we'll ever get it. the Batgirl movie? Do you think it'll slip out somewhere? Like someone's gonna just drop it on a. Dry I, I, I would not be surprised for it to finally slip out somehow because if it's if it truly is done like that, it's gonna come out. There, there's it's it, like creation part of this, that. This, this, this ain't uh, this ain't government secrets, you know. This is going yeah, to slip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could even imagine the studio itself doing it just to gauge stuff, you know. But... Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that that's a discussion for another day. The stu- the things that Warner Brothers discover Warner Brothers Discovery, you know, they're called. That they're doing is just, uh, uh, yeah. but you know, as someone who just saw, I, I will say, a discussion for another day would is DC and much like I, I just saw Black Adam the other weekend. Yeah, and yeah. I certainly have some opinions on yeah. on that and the WBness going on there. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have that for another um, day because I think we're running short on time for both our sites. So I think this one has been a great. Um, review if we i might say so ourselves we had some good conversations in there but folks let us know what uh, you thought about some of our reviews let us know about recasting let us know if you still enjoy andor is it too slow for you is it too dour is the main character just not charismatic enough i've heard being said um i i'm confused by people like that but you know let us know and look have a good one uh bye bye
What's in the books? Presented by Sure It'll Be Grand.